0: hello my podcast family welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving okay let's continue on with psalm 119 and i think you'll find this section particularly interesting at least i did and once again reading from the common english bible Let's begin. And this section um, consists of verses 97 through 104. So we are really, you know, working our way through this 150 verse psalm. <laughs> Here we go. I love your instruction, I think about it constantly. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies because it's always with me. I have greater insight than all my teachers because I contemplate your laws. I have more understanding than the elders because I guard your precepts. I haven't set my feet on any evil path so I can make sure to keep your word. I haven't deviated from any part of your rules because you are the one who has taught me. Your word is so pleasing to my taste buds. It's sweeter than honey in my mouth. I'm studying your precepts. That's why I hate every false path. So... I found this section interesting because the psalmist is bragging about how he has kept the Lord's commandments. Yet we know he has not always done this because he told us so in an earlier path. I mean, an earlier section. Remember when he said, "You know, when I strayed off, I came back." That was indication that he didn't always keep God's word, and so this makes me think. Could it be that multiple authors maybe wrote this psalm because it's so lengthy? I'm not sure, but this section, although the theme of the importance of keeping God's commandment is still central, it just feels as if someone else could have written it, or our psalmist just had kind of like, I don't know, not a bad day, or I don't know, (laughs) he just maybe felt really good about himself. But um... This section adds that element of self boasting, I think, that the others have not. In the others, he has stated, you know, how he's kept the commandments and stuff, but this one just seems to really elevate the fact that he thinks that he's really done the right thing, you know. But once again, that's my interpretation. However, there is still much to be learned from this. First, the opening he reinforces the importance of dedication to understanding God's word because it does make us wise wisdom is within the instruction and as you dedicate time with it you start to meditate on it it becomes a part of you and your you know and your thoughts and your actions then begin to reflect what you have read in his word which then leads to the rest of the section that addresses how this practice of learning God's word changes us changes you changes me and this is in keeping with the commands God well first the command God gave to Joshua in Joshua 1 and 8 which is to meditate on his word so that he would not depart from them and then as God instructed um, Israel to put it on their doorposts and on their foreheads right which was which preceded Joshua and then also God, through the prophet Jeremiah, spoke to how his word, God's word, would then be written in the hearts of his people, which are you and I, right? That we carry it with us. But in order to do that, we have to spend time with God's word. We have to meditate meditate on it. We have to turn it over in our heads, in our minds, over and over what you've read. And some, for some of you, it may not be a natural process. Like, I'm not really great at memorization. Did I tell you I was taking Hebrew? Which calls for a lot of memorization. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as you read the Bible over and over again, you will start to remember. Remember. Certain passages you may not necessarily know the exact chapter and verse, but I mean, you have Google or Alexa, if you just know the word, then the rest of it can be brought up. But that means that it's in your heart, that means that the Holy Spirit is bringing it to your mind. And so, constantly reading, even though it's like, Why are we? I think I've heard this sermon before when you've gone to you know church, but to pick something different in the sermon that may have the same title or a sermon that has made, that may have covered a previous scripture that another sermon did. God's word is so rich that every time you read it, you're going to get something different out of it. So meditating on his word, reading his word and being consistent with it, it then gets in your heart. And and like the psalmist describes, which I love because he likens it to God's word he likens it to like eating something tasty. I told you guys I was a foodie. I love to eat. <laughs> and so when he said it's tasty to his taste buds and sweeter than honey in his mouth, I mean that just really resonated with me. It should be that good to us that that it leads us to what we've already covered in a previous section that we thirst for it, that we hunger for God's word. It's like at the idea of spending time with God, our mouths start to water in anticipation of the good news that we know will be revealed to us. You know, this suggests that there is a relationship with God, that it's tangible. It is experienced through our reading of God's word and our spending time with him. It's a relationship. It's not abstract. It's real. So don't let anyone tell you that you've made up a God as a way of coping. I've heard, and I'm using air quotes, smart people say that about various religions, that it's a coping mechanism and all this other yah yah. Well, I can't speak for any other of the world religions. All I can speak to is the relationship that I have with Jesus. It's real. And what he's brought me through is real. As I know what he's brought you through is real. So we can't be swayed by quote unquote smart people. What you and I are to continue to do as this psalm continues to hone in (laughs) each and every section. Is that we are to cultivate a relationship with Christ. That we should crave him. That meditating on his Word, spending time in his word changes us. And that it is good for us to recognize the importance of God's word to us, that it is life-giving and that it's tasty for us. So let us remember that today. Let us cultivate an attitude of spending time in God's word, spending time in his presence, because out of it, we get to know him better and we do become wise I don't know if we'll be wiser than our teachers as this psalmist says but we will become wise and we make better decisions which should keep us in line with the will that he has for each and every one of us let's pray Lord we come to you with our mouths watering for the good news that you bring each and every day your word is real sharper than a two-edged sword. And each and every time we look at it, you reveal something new and exciting to us. That is why we crave it. We crave it not because your word says that you are a rewarder for those who diligently seek you. We crave it because we just wanna be in your presence. You are an awe-inspiring God that you created the heavens and the earth and still want a relationship with us is mind-boggling. The fact that you orchestrate our lives so that there is a greater purpose and impact that each and every one of us will have boggles our minds. Your word says that we are not to lean to our own understanding but in everything that we do to come before you and to trust you so that you can direct our paths and so for us as caregivers this is a hard path that we're on yet we will not lean to the understanding of the world which tells us things that are not positive that tells us not to get our hopes up that tells us that perhaps we should put our loved one away, that tell us because our loved one is in an institution that they need to be in, that therefore we're not good caregivers. We're not leaning to any of that because the reality is it's not understanding. It's just talk. Your word as we are learning through this lengthy psalm, is what provides wisdom to us. It's what gives us better insight into who you are, into who we are, into how we can walk in this world confidently because you are giving us tools each and every day. So as this psalm psalm craves your word, help us to crave it. Help us to truly thirst for you. Help our mouths to water at the thought of spending time with you, a loving God. Let our lives never disappoint you in the fact that, it that our lives are not bringing honor and glory to you. Help us to be mindful that the decisions that we make today can affect not only us but others tomorrow. And so therefore, we need to crave and study your more your word more importantly because our decisions affect others. Your word says that we can ask for wisdom and that you grant it freely. But as we ask, we also need to be in your word. And so help us to do that because your word is life-giving. We honor you and we praise you. I pray, Father, blessings over the caregivers today as they go about their daily task of providing for their loved ones. Give them peace. Let them know that you are proud of them and let them know that you are with them. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my podcast family, going to enjoy the rest of your day and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.